0: Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy.
1: Hello, Holden. It's a good day. Uh, I was looking at a list of Roman emperors online, and I discovered that there was a Roman emperor whose name is Poopy Anus.
0: What? <laughs> how do you it's, spell that? <laughs> it's
1: P-U-P-I-E-N-U-S. A N U S. I'm like I'm like I looked at it cuz I was just looking at this list. I actually saw this like thing on Reddit where it was like sure. the the bust of all the Roman emperors, you know, there's a ton of them. So I'm just looking over and I'm like, "Oh, this, you know, just seeing what names stand out." And I see Poopy Anus. I'm like, "There's is that actually, how you say it?" So that I looked it up and it is indeed <laughs> Emperor poopy anus In fact, his full name, I had pulled it up. Let's see if it's still on my phone. Do 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 tab over to Safari. So yes. His full name is Marcus Claudius Pupianus Maximus. <laughs> uh little yeah, known little like is, a nickname. Yeah, little is known about Puopianus, so there's a there's a hole in the historiography of ancient Rome when it comes to poopy there,
0: there's what if there's just a historian out
1: there that is dedicated his life to figure out more about <laughs> emperor Poopianus uh, I mean it, if I were still in college and I I was as a history major I would have been a, a funny paper to write about the the need I had to write a paper about a field that people needed to study more mm-hmm. and mine my I wrote the paper about meat packing. In t- specifically this one meatpacking plant, but I, I would have loved to have written it about poopy anus now. Yeah. <laughs> so, in the future. All right, Holden, what do we have this week? Well, we've got a great episode
0: for you this week featuring our review of episode two of House of the Dragon, as well as the first two episodes of Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. All right,
1: sweet. Let's dive in. That one movie podcast ends. Tom, first
0: Jimmy, we've got to do the toms. Oh yes, the toms. The Toms, the Toms, the toms, the toms, the Toms. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Broca is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron
1: is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Awesome Holden. I mean we could rebrand this to three three different Roman Emperors. And poopy anus could be the bottom one, you know. <laughs>
0: that would be pretty good, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm already too set. I have the notes written down here. It's um, a lot of work to go in and retype it.
1: Yeah, it is. All right. So <laughs> trailers this week, Holden, which one do you want to start off with?
0: Uh, let's start with weird. Um,
1: the weird. Al Yankovic
0: story? yeah the al yankovic story so uh this is the we've talked about it a little bit before um the daniel radcliffe starring as uh, weird al the famous parody musician um and this is a roku original <laughs> which is still just very weird but yep uh
1: seems to be their big thing this year um how are they making money off of it i have no idea yeah because <laughs> i assume it's just free to watch it but- is i believe
0: <laughs> yeah um anyway um what'd you think of
1: this trailer jimmy i think this movie looks great (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think it looks really funny i like how the whole thing it it's fitting that it's just making fun of musical biopics Mm -hmm. (laughs) music biopics excuse me so i'm just like I think it's perfect for Weird Al, and I honestly don't know much about Weird Al. I don't know how much of this is based on reality whatsoever, but it's pretty <laughs> hilarious regardless. <laughs> and I am much more excited for this movie after seeing this trailer. And I think Daniel Radcliffe looks exceptional. Of course, yeah. you got Rain Wilson accompanying him. Mm-hmm. There are some other people. I'm. Are, is it is the guy in like a? Is he an anchorman or something? The other guy. He seems familiar. Which one? The, there's Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah, and then there's like another guy who's also there throughout. And I want to say that he's an Anchorman, but maybe I, I don't. Yeah. know. I don't remember. I, Weird just, Al it, himself is in it because he plays like the
0: um the record label guy at the beginning and the end of the trailer. Maybe I don't
1: know. But anyway, it seems hilarious. And yeah. the, the whole bit at the end of the trailer where he's like, oh, we, Al, you can't smoke in here. And he just <laughs> extinguishes the cigarette butt into the guy's palm.
0: <laughs> oh, is, are you talking about that guy?
1: Yeah, that's Will Forte. He's, I don't think he's
0: in Anchorman, um, but he was on SNL a lot. Well, and he was
1: actually the star of Last Man on Earth, which I've been watching. Um. Okay, sounds good. That's maybe who I'm thinking of. I don't know. There we go. I'm gonna give it a Brokaw Holden. Yeah. Uh. I th- I
0: think it looks very funny as you said. Um. It kind of reminds me of the movie Walk Hard, which it hit a lot of the same beats. But I'm interested to see it kind of with a Weird Al spin. From what I understand, Weird Al's life is. I mean, basically nothing like this. He seems like he's pretty. He's pretty much just a, a very straightforward individual and he's i think his private life is like fairly normal and like he's kind of reserved outside of his like stage persona so i there maybe there's not the most interesting story to be told for his kind of up and like upbringing and so he's using this opportunity to kind of make it a big joke and everything which i think is very funny um yeah i'm 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 very intrigued i'll give it a
1: Yeah, I mean, just the the trailer made me laugh. I just love the whole tone of it. Mm -hmm. Daniel Radcliffe seemed to be nailing it. I like I was whatever the line is. He's like, I was born to do one thing, and that's just change the lyrics to songs that have (laughs) already been made or whatever. (laughs) And he's like you guys don't get it. I'm the weird one and you're just all normal or whatever. <laughs> He's yelling at the band. I'm like, this is pr- pretty funny. So yeah, <laughs> I'm hopeful. Yeah. Broke off for me. Yeah. Uh, then the other trailer
0: we have, uh, we mentioned this cause it kind of went viral when the images first released, but it's for Winnie the Winnie the Pooh blood and honey, um, which is the, since Winnie the Pooh earlier this year entered the public domain, Uh, So anyone can make a Winnie the Pooh movie. And so, of course, the first thing that someone decides to do is make a very violent (laughs) slasher movie with these characters. Um,
1: Yeah, what do you think of this trailer? I thought this looks terrible. Yeah, it does. I I mean, reserving until the movie comes out, but (laughs) I don't think this movie, like anybody would be giving it the light of day if it wasn't Winnie the Pooh. And oh, 100%. Yeah. It just looks like, um, let's say, inexperienced filmmakers are making it. That's mm-hmm. what, that's how I'll phrase that. Lacking yeah, it, polish. It,
0: it, yeah, it looks like someone's first film, which if it is, I mean, makes sense, I guess. I hope this isn't some <laughs> someone who's made several movies before, but considering the fact that I don't recognize anyone attached to it. I'm guessing this is like first-time movie
1: kind of thing. And the acting and just yeah. the overall tone of the trailer does not seem to be adding anything new or interesting other than it's just Winnie the Pooh is killing everybody apparently.
0: And the the, the costumes for Winnie the Pooh and stuff are pretty bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks like a... a very low budget independent film. Mm-hmm. So good luck to them. I hope it turns out well. Good on them for making a feature film. That's quite the accomplishment. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm all that excited to see this one or if I will actually see this one. So I'm going to go Bergeron. If it ends up on a streaming service, I think
0: I'll watch it out of pure curiosity. But yeah, I agree. It doesn't look very good. Um, I think it's funny that the the title of the movie like uses the Shrek font. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was thinking it kind of looked like um, the God of War games, like the old okay. ones, is what I got the vibe of actually. Okay, watching it, but Shrek maybe too. Yeah, maybe maybe God of War uses the Shrek font. Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah, looks dumb Uh, I'll give it a a (laughs) Bobadil, yeah. All
1: right, any other trailers this week,
0: Holden? No, that's it for trailers, I think, Jimmy. Unless there was something I forgot. No, I well, there probably was, but not that I'm remembering. So let's move on. All right, Uh, not a ton of news this week, uh, but we'll hit what there is. So first of all. uh, something I just cut out of last week since we were running very long. First of all, no uh, no Warner Bros. news this week. So that's, uh, or at least no negative Warner Bros. news. So there you go. So that's something, I guess. Um, but uh, the Fantastic Four movie has officially found its director. It's going to be directed by Matt Shackman, uh, who we've talked about before because he's been going <coughs> in and out of directing Star Trek IV. He's He was the director of the WandaVision Division. Uh, miniseries on mm-hmm. disney plus um and now he's not doing star trek four anymore because he wants to do fantastic four
1: so <laughs> he's just <laughs> moving different four things
0: yeah <laughs> but uh yeah uh what do you do you have any thoughts on
1: this? uh no huge reaction in the way holding so i'm
0: gonna go bergeron Yeah, I'll go Bergeron. I don't think Star Trek IV is ever going to happen. I don't think so either. It's a shame. Yeah, I think they're going to reboot it if they do (laughs) anything. But Anyway, uh, other Marvel news. Um, So the Thunderbolts, which is going to be the last film of Phase 5, apparently. Uh, Florence Pugh is in talks to lead... Uh, that movie, the the Suicide Squad esque team pl- reprising her role as Yelena from Black Widow and Hawkeye. Um, what do you think of that, Jimmy?
1: I don't have a strong feeling about this one. This is the Julie Louis Dreyfus thing, right? I assume, yeah. Yeah, I would, U.S. agent. Yeah, in there I'm probably sure isn't it. I don't really care, Bergeron.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, I. Th- I think. The concept of, like, a Marvel Suicide Squad sounds like it could be a lot of fun, but I I want... And I like Yelena, all right, as a character. She was kind of... She's pro- one of the better parts of Black Widow. Um, but I don't... I don't... There's, like, no other, like, good characters that they could use right now. They need to establish something. Bring some new, fun anti-heroes into the, into the mix.
1: And if it takes place in the MCU, they're really going to have to come up with a good excuse of... As of, like, why can't all the other MCU superheroes do anything about <laughs> <Yeah>. this issue? <laughs>
0: That's a good point. Well, and also, um, it, like, all of M- the MCU villains, they always die. So, like, it, it's, it's going to be hard for them to bring back any ones that have been already established unless they're, you know, going to be bringing them into phase five or something.
1: But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Bergeron. For that, there we go. Um, Ryan Johnson uh, came out with his with his biannual statement saying that the Star Wars trilogy he's working on is still happening, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and the Flash movie is gonna come out. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's, his quote was exactly, uh, I've stayed close to Kathleen Kennedy, and we get together often and talk about it. It's just at this point a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if I were finished, if I couldn't get back in that sandbox at some
1: point. It would break my heart if I were finished and I couldn't get back into it? So is he finished? What? I, it would break his heart if he were finished. So I think it's just like if it doesn't happen. If it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well... I who cares that I, I like <laughs> I mean great if he does okay if he doesn't at this point Star Wars is Star Wars is in need of a comeback here I think. Mm-hmm. They uh ever you know Boba Fett was well, let's see what how Andor does, you know.
0: Yeah, Andor could be something. Boba we'll Fett
1: was uh Obi-Wan Kenobi was uh and um We'll see. I mean, the Mandalorian's still another year away. Holy smokes. I know. Um so, I guess uh they need something over there. I don't think uh is Rogue Squadron still being made? I think so.
0: <laughs> I think it's just like indefinitely on hold while Patty Jenkins is doing something else. They're going to have their Disney
1: Plus, you know, uh Star Wars you know crossover universe basically Yeah. but boy there again lucasfilm what are you doing you're you're almost as bad as warner bros over there (laughs) so figure it out get it together like just make something that's good i i they just haven't made anything really (laughs) that's the incredible part yeah the
0: last the last good thing was mandalorian season two i think
1: yeah, and even half of that, I would say, is pretty bad, yeah. or not yeah. bad, but just meh. So mediocre. Andor, let's let's hope Andor's good. You know, that's coming out a couple weeks. Yeah. So there we go. Excited I'm gonna that. yeah, Bergeron for me, Holden, because you know I would love to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy. I think
0: I uh, definitely would. I think he would. He would try to make it different. <laughs> like <laughs> I think that would be his big goal. Is I mean, he would probably. Try to keep it consistent so then he doesn't get a lot of criticism like he did before, but he would try something creative.
1: I do think that parts of that movie are very awkward tone-wise, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Um, I still doubt that this will happen. I do, too, but I'll give it a brokaw
0: because I want it to happen.
1: All right. There we go. Um, This is the only
0: bit of warner bros news we have but apparently for joker 2 brendan gleason has been cast in it remind me who he is brendan Gleeson. he's uh mad eye moody oh yeah 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 he's in a lot of a lot of british in bruce productions yeah in bruce he's in that upcoming movie that you said looks boring <laughs> yeah um, um but yeah what role is he what what role did you say uh it hasn't been confirmed. Okay. So um yeah, I don't know. I he's a very talented actor. I like him in pretty much everything he's in. I can't think of an exception to that. Um so I'd be interested to see him in Joker 2.
1: What are you doing here, Potter? <laughs> Just sipping the flask the Polyjuice potion. Yeah, pumpkin juice. Uh Potter. The Caruso Cars. What do you think of uh, of Brendan Gleeson in Joker? What do I think of him in Joker? Yeah. What do you think of him? I in- think uh, I think I'm gonna go to Bergeron. Maybe he's playing a penguin.
0: That would be good, actually. You know, that uh, <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty good casting. Be an,
1: yeah, I mean, he is good at playing people with like monocles or eyeball things going on there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mad Eye Moody. The penguin yeah. it fits so that's what i'm shipping it as so i'll give it a i'll go upgrade to a brokaw
0: yeah i'll give it a brokaw as well porter uh so jimmy do you remember that whole thing that happened with the GameStop stock from like two years ago yes the robin hood all that yes yeah um so apparently there's a new movie being made about it uh that whole fiasco it's called dumb money uh, it's going to be it's going to be starring Sebastian Stan, Seth Rogen, Paul Dano, and Pete Davidson. What a motley crew! Um, and it's going to be directed by Craig uh, Gillespie or Gillespie, whichever, uh, the director of Cruella and I Tanya. Interesting. So uh, yeah, I don't know, and I, the plot I don't, as far as I know, isn't exactly confirmed what all it's going to cover, but. Uh, yeah, if it's about the GameStop stock, I assume you can think of people buying into this and then getting screwed out of investments, kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of, but like, I, I don't know that. Well, yeah, I don't know that much. I guess about it, I don't remember. I sure remember, people... I don't know. Never mind. Uh, it kind of sounds like the Big Short, so I'll give mm-hmm. it a broke, huh? Sure, yeah. why not? Sounds like yeah. it could be interesting. I like
0: the the actors in it. I think that could be very very funny i'll give it a brokaw
1: yes our favorite comic actor seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> what well, it it's just like a it's
0: such a weird crew and paul Dano's like the most interesting one to me because i don't know i don't know if he's been in like a straight-up comedy <laughs> is paul dano funny or is he just creepy well, i don't know i feel like he could just he could be funny by just being himself like <laughs> 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 just acting yeah. very awkward in a uh, in a movie like that um. Anyway, final piece and most important piece of news. Uh, the Spy Kids reboot is apparently finished filming. Jimmy. Oh boy. Um. Robert Rodriguez is uh directed it again. He's confirmed it. Apparently, it's starring Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez. Um. Wait. It has adults. Well, those are the adults that star. In okay. It. I don't know if the kids have been confirmed. It's probably not people we know.
1: Okay. Um. Well, I. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see another Spy Kids movie, so I'm gonna say Bombadil.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll give it a Bergeron because I think it could be very, uh, very bad and funny. So there
1: we go. I'm sure those original movies are awful. Yeah,
0: I I watched Spy Kids to Island of Lost Dreams like so many
1: times. To- that was my one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. The CGI has to be terrible, right? Like, oh, There's yeah. no way that held up at any point
0: steve Bashemi in that
1: movie pure classic <laughs> do they have dinosaurs in that one
0: yeah that's the one where they're on the island and there's like the weird hybrid animals and stuff there's this the one i always remember is the spider monkey and it's just like a gorilla with spider legs
1: ew yeah very nice holden um wow you know what that just sounds awful i don't want to <laughs> see this bombadil <laughs> again
0: um yeah was there any gaming news this week Jimmy?
1: Ah uh, there probably was. Um I, yeah some the the guy the Callisto Protocol guy came out with the, like the head head of the developer CEO or whatever tweeted like oh yeah we're we gotta, you know, you gotta love making games. You just gotta be devoted to it because we're working like 17 hours a day and seven <laughs> days a week. And isn't that awesome? And everybody's like, no, that's terrible. The- <laughs> He's just bragging about crunch. <laughs> yeah. So that's been going on the last like 24 to 48 hours or so. Oh my so gosh. that's dumb.
0: Yeah. I saw uh, Last of Us Part 1 came out and it is, yep.
1: Well, yeah. So I was—I don't know if you've ever watched the Digital Foundry YouTube channel. No. Okay, they're like very technical on graphics and stuff. Um, I highly recommend it. Like anything coming out, because I just—I've gotten such more of an appreciation for like graphically how things work in games, and mm-hmm. like they can break everything down because they're very knowledgeable. Um, so I do recommend it. It's a little bit like nerdy. It's on the tech side, techie side of it, but um, sounds nerdy. They went through it, and it gave me a a really good appreciation for like the remake aspect of it in terms of like lighting and assets, and like how they actually went back and changed some like design things about it and added elements and all these things that. So like the people just straight up calling it, oh, this is just a lazy cash grab. I don't think it's that but also it it doesn't you know it's it's clearly not worth 70 dollars either. Yeah. So I think I, there's like a a middle ground there.
0: Yeah, I I mean I don't think it's lazy. I do think it is a cash grab though. Like I out of everything they could have remade, they just they're like, "Well, this will make us a lot of money if we do this again." And Last of Us
1: Remastered already looked pretty good. So it does but there are parts of it especially like with with the technology there so the interesting part about the original the last of us is that everything is like the lighting had to be completely made up Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's like indirect lighting so like you know in the last of us there's no electronic light sources the only source of light is the sun Mm -hmm. or it should be but that's not actually how they did it in the game because that's you can't that's not how it works in yeah. in the P- ps3 wasn't capable of doing that but now like the technology is actually there so the lighting is much more natural and realistic and there are certain sequences that they like will go through in this digital foundry analysis where it's like wow that is incredible difference where the first game really falls apart despite being graphically impressive for the time mm. and then the new one which just looks so much better um, but when that comes to like real world gameplay, you know, like are you, unless it's side to side, are you going to really remember that? You know, so I don't know. I'll get it eventually. I won't pay $70 for it. No. Yeah.
0: Especially it, it has less content than the original version <laughs> and it's cost
1: more money. We Yeah. Well, the remaster anyway, which came with the left behind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you don't want to pay $70 for it, just don't. That's what I would say. Just wait till it goes on sale, then buy it for what you
0: think it's worth. And wait until it's like twenty dollars in a couple years or something. Yeah.
1: So there you go. That's my two cents on it. Yeah. But I do. Um, There, there are hot takes out there where like, oh, they didn't even try. It's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's quite like that.
0: I don't agree with that it's it's just seems like I don't know I I, I agree with the take that they should have remade Uncharted 1 instead yeah. like that game is
1: in much worse
0: need of a <laughs> remake
1: that's true but, but like you said probably would not have made as much money and nothing is stopping them from doing that in the future so yeah all righty then Holden are we ready to move on um. Yeah, I think so. Shall what shall we do first? Some hot D or some rings of power? Some ROP? Uh, let's do hot D. All right, to the hot D. Spoiler discussion coming at you live.
0: All right. Um, House of the Dragon. Uh, Episode two, uh, full spoilers like we usually do
1: for our TV reviews.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know where should we where should we start with this one.
1: Um, boy, okay, first off, I haven't watched it since last week, but it's been almost a week since. Yeah, I scrubbed through it, but it's a. I, I would say just again another great episode of the show. Um, in my opinion, I don't know mm-hmm. how you felt about it, Holden. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, not I as like action best, packed. I it was
0: the best fantasy
1: TV I watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well more on that later. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, the first what was I gonna say now? I lost my train of thought. But uh oh I was gonna say not as action packed as the first episode, clearly. Not as much, mm-hmm. you know, blood everywhere. Chopping Beating up people's heads in. No wiener chopping. This episode, yeah. um, but yes, I love the the scheming, the the political intrigue. We have the big question of the week is, okay, you know, Viserys he needs to get remarried. Mm-hmm. The logical choice, the best choice probably for the sake of the realm, is marrying Lena, the twelve mm-hmm. year old daughter of Corlys and Rhaenys, uh, um, they
0: all have like the same names.
1: Yeah, Rhaenys and Rhaenyra is throwing me off. Rainis yeah. is the queen who never was. Yes, Rhaenyra yes. is the the daughter, the main character essentially. It seems like of the show. So yeah, so Lena, twelve years old, the them walking through the gardens you know very uncomfortable to watch but then as the audience member you're thinking you know that that probably is the right choice to make Mm -hmm. as horrible as it is in a lot of ways you know at least for lena this girl and of course viserys is still reeling from the loss of his wife whom he seems to have a legitimate relationship with
0: yeah and he's i mean To his credit, I guess, he's also just clearly uncomfortable with the prospect. (laughs) Like, doesn't really like the idea of marrying a 12-year-old.
1: He's looking for any excuse he can to get out of it. I mean, you see all these one-on-one meetings with his high council members or small council Mm -hmm. members, and he's asking him, you know, like, oh, what should I do? And I I think he's just wanting to hear another option, and nobody's really offering it to him. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Allison Hightower... um, Rhaenyra's good friend supposedly going and you know providing the king with some comfort and conversation holding at the direction of her father which I think is really interesting too because it's like you know how much of this relationship that they have between them how you know does she actually care about the king at all you know they seem to have a little bit of rapport even if it's like she's there under the direction of her her father Otto the (laughs) lizard From Spider Man. Yeah. (laughs) Um who you said looks like me. I think he looks like you old you Holden (laughs) in his get up with the beard and the hair. I'm like, it's old Holden. (laughs) Um, so that's kind of the big question throughout, you know. She she gives him the 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 fixed piece, the dragon. Um Mm -hmm. and he's thinking, you know, well, you know, she's a little older. I guess she's supposed to be like fifteen. So it's not that big of a difference. It's not that.
0: It's not that much better.
1: Uh, from what I gather, they have aged up the kids in the show because I guess like Rhaenyra is supposed to be like nine or something. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So they've aged people up for the <laughs> show. Is my understanding? Maybe I'm incorrect about that. But another big scene, of course, is is the side con- side stuff going on with Daemon Targaryen, where um, he's he's stolen a dragon egg. So viserys himself the king wants to go over there and confront him but otto's like that's not a good idea i'll go in your place and you have the whole standoff on the uh the bridge at dragonstone or the steps leading up to the the castle Mm -hmm. and i i like that scene too it was intense yeah um so i i yeah i just enjoyed that a lot and then you have Rhaenyra coming in on her dragon and and kind of saving otto's butt <laughs> cuz he uh was had the did not have the upper hand in the conversation um but then again it, it just adds to daemon it's like he clearly has a respect for his his um niece Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. so she she knew how to exactly how to push him and uh it'll be interesting to see how that relationship continues to develop over the course of the show because maybe their interests will align at certain points. Maybe they'll work together, but again, they also might find themselves on opposite sides. Um, Yeah. That's, that's kind of my, my
0: prediction is that they're going to start aligning as she kind of gets pushed farther away from like her father with the whole marriage thing and everything. So I think, I think, yeah. Damon may have initially been played up as like kind of a villainous character and still kind of is to an extent, but I think he's gonna be like her closest ally.
1: Yeah. Though yeah, who is the real villain? A lot of people have turned on Otto Ty- Otto Hightower. People are instead of calling him Littlefinger, people have been calling him Middlefinger. <laughs> which I think <laughs> is pretty funny. Um But uh yeah, so obviously the I mean we can just jump to the big reveal at the end here. Uh, that uh, viserys is like you know what i'm gonna remarry or i'm gonna remarry and i'm gonna marry allison hightower Mm -hmm. my daughter's best friend (laughs) (laughs) awkward way to go about announcing that yeah i would say maybe if i was i you know the show's been so good that i just want to give it the benefit of the doubt so far but that was the one thing that was like i don't think that that was actually how that would have gone down like i i feel like they would have found a different way to to say that or at least like she wasn't going to be in the room when he said it or something that would felt weird sure yeah
0: no i kind of agree with that it's it just seemed like he wasn't thinking it all the way through which
1: i mean he probably wasn't but um yeah but he had clearly already decided otherwise why would allison be in the this at the small council meeting i don't know yeah true true. but that would be my one like kind of gripe with that uh but again the show's been so good that i i can suspend my disbelief for that for that one scene Mm -hmm. when everything else has been such a high quality there was was gonna be another part oh uh another scene that we have is rainier is talking before they go to Dragonstone. stone saying you know we have dragon riders we could just go over there and oh excuse me this was in relation to the um the step or the, the crab feeder guy, which oh, I just yeah. want to say crab people, crab people, people. <laughs> um, what is it? Walk like people or walk like crabs, talk like people. What is it? I think it's taste like crab, walk like people. There it is. <laughs> um, those guys look creepy too. Holy smokes. I'm excited for next episode.
0: Yeah, it, it was... I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere this episode, but it was, it's still pretty cool. Seems like a
1: fun little side antagonist. Yeah, just crucifying people and feeding them to the crabs while they're still alive. Yeah. Nasty stuff. Um, But anyway, that scene where Rhaenyra is overhearing this and she's like, well, why don't we just, you know, we have dragon riders, why don't we just have a little show of force? And she's kind of dismissed and... And instead, Viserys is like, well, you know, why don't you just pick the new member of the Kingsguard? And we have the whole scene Mm -hmm. with all the different knights and she picks uh, Kristen Cole, Sir Kristen Cole, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's his name. Uh, I think they are going to, I think they're either going to get married or they're going to hook up, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I think they're going (laughs) to become an item, those two. Well, Personally, is my prediction yeah I
0: don't know I mean I th- I think that seems pretty obvious I don't know if it's exactly going to play out like that because that would be I think the main the, the logical progression
1: we'll see people have also said that maybe there's some tension between Alicent and, and uh, Rhaenyra I that's what I've thought this whole time I, okay. I think I mean
0: I think it's eventually going to get to that and start addressing that
1: we'll yeah. see I, I I just like all the different dynamics going on right now mm-hmm. are very interesting, and I don't know where things are going to end up, but I love the chess pieces that have been played and the moves that have been done so far. And, I, uh, you know, I feel for Viserys, like, it stinks that your wife just died and you have to remarry, and it stinks mm-hmm. that you're kind of, like you're expected to marry a 12-year-old honestly yeah. <laughs> and obviously you would want to try to find any way to not do that but he has clearly made the wrong choice here it's very yeah. reminiscent of rob stark uh betraying the the phrase to marry you know this his love rather than one of the frey daughters which mm-hmm. ultimately leads to the red wedding in game of thrones so we'll see how this mistake you know what the ultimate effect of it is for viserys and the realm overall yeah um but i mean if we watched the if you saw the sneak pre, sneak peek for next episode there seems to be a time jump looks like uh, little baby boys on the way so well yeah the sneak preview though after the first episode also
0: showed that like showed a time jump so i i don't know if that's just like coming up
1: later in the season kind of thing I mean, no, like, I think there is a time jump between this episode and the next episode. Because there was a six-month one between the first and second one. Okay. So I think we're going to get, like, another year in this next episode. Okay. Um, the other thing we should talk about is Corliss Valerian um, teaming up with Damon Targaryen at the end of the episode. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh it- <laughs> Corlys feels like he's not being heard, heard by Viserys. He's saying, "You know what, these these pirates, we got to take care of them." And Viserys is mm-hmm. kind of keeps, you know, dismissing him. So he's gonna team up with Damon here, and they're gonna kind of uh, he's gonna give Damon the opportunity to create a name for himself. So we'll see how that goes. Looks like there's gonna be some combat with these pirates. Maybe some dragons. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. What yeah, are we gonna I'll say, Holden? I was going to
0: say um, that whole scene where he's like talking to Damon, and it is taking so long for the camera to pan over and reveal it's Damon. The whole time I'm just like, it's Damon. It's Damon. Just show me it's Damon. It's Damon. And then it like pans over. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yep, okay. It's Damon. Cool. <laughs> wow. Well, then you're just such, such a smart audience member, I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't, you know. I don't think there was that much of a doubt that Viserys is going to marry Alicent, but I still think like you know, even if it was a little predictable, like they at least made you feel what Viserys was going through. Like yeah. you felt yeah. the uncomfortable nature of that having to make that decision and the feeling torn between, you yeah, know, this is probably the right thing to do versus the thing that I actually would be comfortable doing. You know. So I thought that was very effective. I'm really interested to see Allison get more
0: spotlight too, because I, she, I mean, I think I think it's almost entirely she's being manipulated. We had talked about last week that maybe she was like in on some of this, and maybe she's convinced herself of that. But I really think she's just being entirely used.
1: Well, I think I I think you're onto something too, because there's a the moment where Otto grabs her and he's like, "Why are you like?" I don't remember what she's doing. She's like picking at her nails or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are you destroying yourself? You know, you're the most beautiful person in the red keep or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so this, this pressure and clearly like it's manifesting itself in in self harm, which is, you know, awful. So I agree. She's a very interesting character and, in, we'll see what the you know having been manipulated at such a young age how that develops her and and especially when we get to the the major you know 10 year time jump or whatever it is after the sixth episode or or wherever it is where we get the older actresses how how that is going to affect her character and who she's going to become when she's older and and especially that relationship with Rhaenyra you know being best friends how that's going to develop and yeah very excited again the the chess pieces are set the the first few moves have been made and and I'm totally bought into the game right now it's been it's been fantastic
0: yeah it has been
1: and uh of course we get the the intro it's oh, uh, yeah. I did I, I I was like I think I know I think this is like old Valyria where the where all you know the Targaryens are from and all the other families and I think this is a family tree and that that is what it is. I did not understand exactly what was happening, but I did watch a breakdown of it and okay. All that. So yeah, it's a it's the family tree of the Targaryens and um from the line of like Aegon or something. And then it all the blood is like the lines, but if like the sigil like is covered with blood, it means the character is dead.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, So, like, and I guess if you watch carefully, like, and you knew like what each sigil meant, like, they it actually like revealed that Viserys and Alicent were getting married. Hmm. So, if you like, it spoils it if you know what's going on. But I had no idea, so yeah, it'd be it'd be <laughs> really hard for you to figure that out. Um, Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, Holden. Anything else to say? Oh, they brought also brought back the just the straight up Game of Thrones intro music, which I think is fine. Some people are a little upset about.
0: Yeah, I I think that's. I am not the happiest with that. I think. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a great song, but really missed opportunity to get another great song like for this this show. Yeah. And I mean
1: I I I feel both sides of it. Like it's a great thing if it's not broken, don't fix it. But also it would be cool to hear another banger from Raymond Joadi. Yeah, yeah. So I don't Same know. I was composer hyped of the Iron Man soundtrack. He did Iron Man, huh? Yeah, the first Iron Man. I I it I feel goosebumps when I hear the music and in the intro, but uh for that, so it works for me. But also it would have been cool to have something else. So either way for me works fine. Sounds good. Anything else, Holden, or shall we move on? No, I think I'm good. All right, let's talk about another fantastical series uh, that is streaming right now, and that, of course, is The Rings of Power.
0: Yeah, so Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Jimmy and I were able to see the first two episodes a few days early although at the time of this recording it just I mean you can just see it on Amazon Prime <laughs> so doesn't really matter too much didn't get our thoughts to you any sooner
1: um we I guess we'll start non-spoiler wise we'll start that and then okay. we'll let you know when we yeah, get into spoilers it's
0: the first couple episodes um yeah so I I've I've mentioned almost every time it's brought up that I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, um, even with the Peter Jackson movies, I can appreciate the craft, and maybe I should rewatch them at some point, but I just have very little desire, like, high fantasy, fantasy in general is just not really my thing, with the exceptions of, like, Game of Thrones, um, and of course this is like the quintessential like fantasy world <laughs> like everything is based off of this in some degree so I wasn't that excited for this um, but hey I'll go see it if it's free in theaters you know might as well spend a Wednesday night Um, yeah uh, so rings of power it's a prequel show to the to Lord of the Rings not it's- the movies just the sh- the stories what I well like I think we should clarify this is not like directly correlated or like connected to the movies it's not like this. this is not Peter Jackson's world it may get some inspiration from it but like Peter Jackson really had nothing to do with it so I mean aside from some imagery he created it's not necessarily that version okay I just I some people are like hung up on that all I, right so clarifying
1: nerds <laughs> i'm just kidding um i get it's it's bef- the story takes place before the story you know yeah there you yeah. go and some of the characters are in it but most aren't um yeah so i guess so i guess the rings haven't even been made yet i don't think at this point yeah,
0: two episodes in, and, and uh, no rings of power
1: <laughs> yeah i think they're going to be made in this series um, because I believe one of the characters in the series is the one who makes them. I don't know. I probably, probably. should have paid a little bit more attention of <laughs> during my playthrough of Shadow of War. And it also <laughs> helps doesn't help that I didn't play through all of Shadow of Mordor, so I didn't get that story. Um, but yeah, uh, this this show it's it's we got two hours worth of it so far. Holding your initial thoughts, I should say, I. Like the Lord of the Rings. I am not a Lord of the Rings aficionado. I remember most of the characters' names from the movies. I really like the movies, but I've only seen them once in the last 10 years. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Um, But I think they're very good and I enjoy them. Yeah, my thoughts
0: are uh, this was really boring. (laughs) Like, I, uh, we, so we were in theaters. um, We got, we got our seats pretty late after they had announced they were doing this, this event thing. Um, so we initially weren't sitting together um, for the first episode. And then Jimmy messaged me and he said he had an open spot next to him. Yeah, I had uh, some
1: no-shows next to me.
0: Yeah, so I uh, ended up moving up back there. But the first episode, I was just thinking to myself, especially for the first half, I was like, I am so utterly bored and tired with this and i couldn't tell if it was because i was just like uninterested in in like middle earth and that whole world and everything um but then afterwards talking to jimmy it sounds like uh, i was not uh, not alone
1: yeah i i my biggest thing here is i just didn't care about any of the characters i mean Mm. for the first at least the first episode um I do think there are a couple of standout characters after the two episodes. I think Elrond, who no. is a character I didn't even care re- that much about in the in the Peter Jackson movies, I thought he is by far the most interesting character so far in the show. Um, his scenes were definitely the most interesting and enjoyable and entertaining. Um, you had kind of this elf, uh, dwarf dynamic that is very similar to Legolas and Gimli. Yeah. in the original um but I have no problems with that, no qualms because it works so well and it it continues to work well and I have not gotten tired of it. So mm-hmm. that was that was appreciated. And then I think there's like a there's these hobbit characters that are not hobbits they're called the hardfoots or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. They're just
1: call 'em hobbits. They're just hobbits. Uh, <laughs> I you understand they're not hobbits, hobbits. But they're hobbits. And um the Nori, I believe is her name, the main hardfoot, she's just pretty compelling. I think she's you know, at least like in I uh, fun, I guess. Or it's just yeah. like charming. I mean Yeah, the performance
0: is pretty good. Um it, she's she's alright. I think I'm just it's it's kind of a trope that we've seen a million times before, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I'm there's not too much of a unique spin on it yet for me to be that invested.
1: That's where I'm at. It's like either the stuff is boring or I've seen it before. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Galadriel, who apparently it seems like is one of the main characters of this show, I think her entire storyline has been really dumb <laughs> <laughs> so far. Yeah. I think yeah, the actress I, has done a nice job. Mm-hmm. I think that story is bit has been just silly. At, her story uh, yeah. Her story seems to be like the
0: main plot I guess because it is dealing with, you know, chasing and finding Sauron and um taking revenge for like things that happen that i i guess i won't spoil necessarily but um it's just even though there's this large quest that she's on there's just like very little sense of urgency and episode two was already like a filler episode for her (laughs) like like we're two episodes (laughs) in it it really was (laughs) like she was she already had a filler episode it was so weird
1: um Apparently, you know, another hard issue with this is that there's like 10 main characters mm-hmm. and they've been setting them up. So you really haven't... I, like, I don't care about anything that's happening to these people because I don't really know anything about them. Um, it seems like, you know, I think the, the, the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings movies works so well because there is a simplicity to them. It's like the plot is you have this ring, you got to go destroy it in Mordor. You got to go from point A... To point B, and that's like the plot, you know. And then, sub, you know, things splinter off from there, but it it gets going like right away. And you have the nice scene where you establish the hobbits and Gandalf and all that. But, Mm -hmm. um, this it's like, okay, there's these two characters, and now let's go over here, and there's another two characters, and here's another two characters. And I don't think it's less like it's fast paced, but I just I'm just apathetic to what's going on. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's not the pacing that's making it drag. It's the lack of, like you said, urgency. And it's like, yeah. oh, there's this big threat coming. It's like, well, I guess there is. I mean, not until the second episode is there like any actual like immediate threat to any characters. And even then I'm like, I don't know these people. I don't really care.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's... It- it's weird just kind of going back to gladriel's story a little bit even though there's supposed to be this like urgency she's not even like sure that sauron's back or like still alive so yeah. and, the, and i mean there kind of is hints that i mean there are hints that it is that he is still around and stuff in like the second episode and stuff but she doesn't know that <laughs> or anything. She she's going on this like fruitless quest that it just seems like I mean she's very headstrong which I'm sure she'll work through over the course of the
1: series but I don't know. <laughs> it's, um visually I think it looks very good. I thought mm-hmm. the music was solid too. I guess um Howard Shore I think is the composer of the original movies came back to do like the main theme and I think that sounds great and So I I think there's potential here. Like I, I, War Composer does the rest. Oh, very nice. I think there's potential here. Like I don't, I didn't watch this and go like, man, this is just already awful. It Mm -hmm. cannot be good from here. I I don't have that, but I just am not excited about it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Like it just It, it did not. I was less excited for the series after watching the first two episodes than i was before watching these first two episodes so that's not a good sign for me yeah and
0: that's that's kind of how i feel too because now i feel like i'm just going to be watching this show out of obligation kind of um (laughs) i was tempted to bring up on here i'm like i don't know do we have to review this every week
1: we don't i mean it could be something we could just review the end, but maybe I we'll don't know.
0: try. Maybe we'll try one more and then decide or something. Yeah, but, yeah. I just i <laughs> I was already not very excited for this, and then this just killed any slight interest I had in it. Um, and again,
1: that's but, I don't think it's bad. I just no. think it's so meh
0: yeah it, it's it's it suffers partially because it's airing at the same time as house of the dragon which i think is just a much better series <laughs> and a much more interesting series and it's
1: hard like and they're not trying to be the same thing either. No, like this no, is no. much more like okay much more classic like adventure whimsical you know higher fantasy and game of thrones is much more mature serious politically you know yeah. based sort they of strategy won't. sort of stuff they won't appeal to all the same
0: demographics or anything i mean they will appeal to some but like us i guess (laughs) try to shoot for uh, demographics like us but anyway um it it's just hard because now we have two episodes of house of the dragon out and we have two episodes of that out and both series have pre-existing you know uh, visual material that we've experienced with the Lord of the Rings movies and the whole Game of Thrones series so they're both prior like established IPs but they al- also both introduce fully new characters and two episodes in House of the Dragon has just done that leagues better yeah. than this has um, even though they are like the same length. Uh, of, and uh, honestly, Lord of the Rings probably has
1: fewer characters than House of the Dragon. Um, well, I guess House of the Dragon, this, the plot has been much more connected. Like, yeah. Everything's rotating around these things. Where it's like these are threads that are, in, in the Rings of Power, there's threads out here that are, seem like they're going to come together later on, mm-hmm. um, which might have a great payoff. I'm hoping it for it. Um, but in terms of hooking me, it didn't do it. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I mean, I guess like if you're on the fence, I would just not buy your prime subscription yet if you don't have one. Mm -hmm. But if you have one, I guess just watch it for yourself. I mean, this has been connecting with some people, I guess. I mean, the person next to me in the theater uh, after the first episode was like, wow. Like really impressed. I was like I was kinda like, really? Like I I are we watching the same thing? Like I just didn't think it was all that great. Yeah. Um like you said, I think the biggest sin of it, it was just especially the first episode, it was just boring. <laughs> um, yeah, and it yeah.
0: kinda it it was kinda that way the whole time. It's not even like like the intro has like a an action sequence, but it just doesn't feel very Exciting or anything.
1: Well, like, there's, I, I there was, doesn't seem to be any stake because, like, I know yeah. all of these characters are just the main characters, so they're not going to die. Mm-hmm. So if they're in a life or death situation, I'm like, okay. And the life or death situation isn't all that interesting. I don't know. It just seems. Meh. There's no choice. There's not like really interesting choices being made, I no. guess. Um, no. One character is like, oh, should I. Choose to care for this other character. What's like? Well, they're clearly going to do it. <laughs> like, there's no like there's doubt in my no mind question. about it. So it's like, um, I, you know, it, it wasn't like I was on the edge of my seat waiting for what was going to happen and how that was going to impact everything. Um, yeah, just it, just that things seem to be happening rather than seeing things have any momentum. She's like, okay, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, rather than this happened, so then this happened, mm-hmm. so therefore this happened, you know? Um, I think it was Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park creators, right? they were like, you know, when we really found out how to be good writers, they were like, you would one thing would happen in an episode, but then as a result of that thing happening then the next thing would happen. So they would literally like write out the events and they would be like, this happens, therefore this happens, therefore this happens. Yeah, that makes sense. But then this, then therefore, you know. So that's how they, just to give your story momentum. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like this didn't have a lot of it. No. Not that there weren't fun moments. I think there's a good sense of humor throughout this. Um, Yeah. I I had laughed a couple times. I were a couple scenes I had thought were fun, but was it? It didn't feel like anything was really moving towards something. Yeah, I agree. So that's my non spoiler thoughts. Anything else non spoiler wise to say, Holden? Nah,
0: I think I'm ready for spoilers. Yeah,
1: so let's just talk spoilers now. All right, um, spoiler, spoiler
0: talk. Here we go. Um. Yeah, so I had mentioned to you when we were talking about it after the fact that I feel like it would have been more interesting for Galadriel's story if we actually spent more time with, like, the brother that she's trying to avenge. Um, Instead, we kind of get this montage-slash-narration of just, oh, he died in the war against Sauron, whatever. (laughs) Morgoth. Yeah, he, he, he just dies in this war. Um he she had been introduced in the opening scene and everything, and they had a little moment where she was a, a little kid elf. Um and then he's just dead and then in the following narrative. We didn't even see
1: him die. He's just yeah. dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just he just dies off screen. And I mean, you could even do it with a more interesting montage, I guess, but I just think it like the series would have benefited from maybe starting with a battle scene from that war or something maybe where he dies and you can still have the narration or whatever explaining everything but yeah, just, ho-
1: hook it, your audience with the, a big action sequence so show yeah. what you're capable of develop this relationship so we f- understand galadriel and our need to do this and mm-hmm. and it doesn't even need to be a whole episode but even just yeah. like a you know like the prologue of the lord of the rings is so masterfully done yeah And there is a big action sequence in that, and it doesn't need to be the whole thing, but like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it was just a few seconds in this. And like you said, like he just dies off screen. Like, oh, he was looking for Sauron, but Sauron hunted him down first. Like, what does that even, what does that even mean? Like, (laughs) like if if he was looking for him and then he hunted for him, how did he get, you know, how did he get defeated? What happened? Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. Uh, My biggest thing with this, the part that I found just the silliest was Galadriel jumping off that boat. I was like, clearly she's not going to go on the boat because she's a main character, for not not only the rest of this series, but the Lord of the Rings. So she's not going to stay on this boat. So there's no tension there whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And then she gets off the boat. It's like, well, what's she going to do now? Swim back thousands (laughs) of miles? And, and apparently that's what she intended and to do. Literally, that is what happens in the next episode. Like it, she's like, I think it is like the end episode ends, and she's just out in the water. Yep. And then the next episode, I literally turned to Holden. And I'm like, Galactus just treading water still, and she <laughs> is. And then it's, I just found it goofy that they cut to her, and she's literally just. Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky swimming back to Elfland, presumably thousands of miles away. And then there just happens to be a shipwreck and what sort of shipwrecks like the one that is like that also yeah the,
0: it it looked it didn't it looked so weird i don't know it looked like i mean i've never seen the movie but it
1: looked like something out of waterworld or something <laughs> just <laughs> looked like a movie set and yeah. then and then like there's a huge storm and somehow that stuff just doesn't immediately fall apart or sink and all i'm like well, what is happening this is a stupid <laughs> I mean, the sea creature is a cool idea, but like, it was just goofy. I was like, this, this is not progressing anything. They're just like, it just seemed like, oh, we need Galadriel to meet this other guy. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? How about she jumps off a boat before receiving eternal happiness? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It just I, uh, was dumb. Like, like clearly she was never gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And. And, like, even when she did do it, what was her thinking? Like, what was she going to do then? Swim all the way back? I don't know. Also,
0: the... So, that was kind of what I was talking about with this. That second episode for her is just filler. Because then she's just, like, swimming. She finds the shipwreck. And then they have to, like, deal with this monster. This sea monster of sorts. uh, That had originally sunk the ship. And... It's just so uninteresting. And the guy that he that she ends up being stuck with is just like the most like generic, like, oh like
1: good looking but kind of scruffy uh sailor. It's guy. Aragorn guy. It was like, oh, it's the guy who's supposed to be Aragorn in this series. Yeah. Strider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he even looks like him. Like they don't even trying at this point. Um yeah. I mean, again, we'll see. There's it's this is all set up for something later. Uh, th- uh, let's talk about some of the good stuff. So you have Elrond visiting I can't remember the the dwarf guy's name, but he's yeah. That's great. You get to see the mines of Moria again and Kazadoom. doom. Um it's great. Um Yeah. The dynamic is awesome. Their little cultural thing where they got to smash the rocks is fun. The yeah, the humor I, I, there, I, the family dynamics, the Mm-hmm. friendship tension between them some people are like is there some sexual tension between them i don't know we'll see but uh it's fun like the whole dynamic of like you know you are gone for you said you were my friend and you were gone for 20 years you know that's nothing to elves but that's a long time for us
0: yeah uh, yeah i like uh, the i think there's like really good <sighs> snippets in this show regarding like elf relations to the other races like I, I, they clearly want to tackle like, like elf racism and stuff, like, like, or like the humans just hating the elves and stuff. But so far, it's it's very surface level. I think, and I think that was like the most nuanced thing they had uh, was the was him with the dwarf and that conversation of the of the years and whatnot. But
1: um, yeah, I don't know. Interesting idea. Yeah. So, I mean, that that whole sequence was fun, especially with, like, the dinner sequence and all that good stuff. Funny mm-hmm. lines. Um But, uh yeah, then we have Nori, the hardfoots. You know, it was kind of fun to see how the hardfoots operated. They seem very much like, oh, this is our home and we don't leave our version of the Shire mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that. And be safe and all that stuff. It's a trope that we've seen a lot. Um i
0: like how they just are they just straight up hide from the world and everything like anytime anyone who isn't a hard foot walks by they they hide everything and that initial scene where they're like setting everything back up very quickly i thought was was pretty entertaining
1: seeing how all that works yeah it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. um yeah so nori she's you know the she lives in this society they're like don't take risks don't be curious she takes her and she's curious. So, I mean, it is what it is. I think she's charming. We'll see how it goes. It's a hobbit wanting to go on an adventure. Never seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> this would it's be not- the third time. I mean, Frodo, I guess, didn't really want to go, but mm-hmm. he did. So, um, yeah, we got uh, we got the wizard. I'm guessing it is falling out of the sky the very tall man yeah he's Gandalf right like like it's (laughs) he's either Gandalf or he's some wizard I'm hoping he's Sauron because I think that'd be really interesting I don't be the that would be the
0: most interesting way to take this
1: I think it was I thought I told Holden I thought it was really funny but like the Jeremy Johns review came out for this and I don't know sometimes I agree with him sometimes I'm on a completely different page So I was like Holden like it was my exact same thoughts on the series even down to the guy like the the meteorite guy wanting him to be sauron it was like wow it was uncanny how sometimes like your opinion aligns with someone like that with yeah else. <laughs> um but uh yeah i we'll see like the whole thing with the fireflies it's kind of neat but okay it's a constellation what are you gonna do like Leave the planet, like I don't know. Just look up at the sky and I don't know. Yeah, I,
0: I, I'm most, I'm partially interested in that being Sauron, just because we've like, we've never, at least in movies or anything, seen like a, a human form, I guess, to Sauron. So that's kind of cool. He's always just in this big armor.
1: Yeah, I keep forgetting if Sauron's a dark wizard or a dark elf. But I, yeah, don't, know. I don't know. Maybe he's has been both. I don't know. I would it would be nice to see Sauron in a human form. I think we probably will. Um Elrond goes over to Celebrimbor, who is type. <laughs> Celebornbor. Uh he's the half of the main character in the the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games. And I believe he's the guy who was responsible for the rings of power i think he's kind of the guy behind making them and i know that he is kind of sides with sauron at some point but he's kind of tricked into it like sauron i think comes to him as like this very suave graceful looking person dressed in like white and stuff and and he's kind of deceived by him and he's on board with it and then he's like you know what Sauron's kind of bad but also Celebrimbor is kind of a bad person I can't
0: wait wait for this old meteorite guy to dress up in a suave outfit and go uh, talk to that
1: (laughs) Celebrimbor (laughs) that's what I'm thinking it's not going to happen I think he's going to be just some elf looking guy with long hair and dressed in white and very heavy makeup Mm -hmm. um so, we'll see what happens. Just someone who looks, like, pristine. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, uh, it would be cool to see that. Suave son Suave-on, going over, s- smoothing over things with bore, tricking yeah. him, deceiving him, creating some rings of power. Um, boy, I just did not care about that one elf archer guy, or I don't know what it was, <laughs> who just doesn't say anything. And then apparently he's in love with a human, and the the kid kid is a brat or something, and yeah. there's Sauron's sword. Yeah, that that
0: whole storyline is is like the least interesting bit. <laughs> like they just they didn't even like attempt to set them up like set them up as characters. And I I don't know maybe they'll give them backstories later on, but that doesn't do anything for us right now. <laughs> we don't. We don't know anything about this elf. We don't know anything about this lady healer aside from the fact that she's a healer of some sort and she has a kid.
1: Um, who cares? Whatever. They found an orc. Yeah, I like the idea of making an like a singular orc like a terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like I just didn't care about the characters at all. So I just didn't feel anything during those scenes other than, yeah. oh, I like the idea of making... One orc seems scary, but didn't work out for me because of the lack of connection to the characters. Um, Gosh, are there any other swaths of characters that we haven't mentioned yet? (laughs) Or is that all of them? (laughs) I think those are the main storylines, yeah. I think I heard that they're going to introduce more, which holy smokes. God. again it could work it could work (laughs) um i I just
0: i i don't know i i don't know why i necessarily expected this show to be more interesting um maybe it's just because it had such a high budget but it just it feels like the entire budget went to the visuals which do look pretty good and not actually spending time rewriting the script (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see i think that's all i got this week Coleman. i think i'm good as well yeah all right so let's move on to our final segment of the episode what are you doing
0: what are
1: you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing
0: what are you doing What hell, jimmy uh, have watched a lot this week, mostly because of yesterday, as of recording, September 3rd was National Cinema Day, um, which initially I thought you had said it was on Sunday. Did you get the dates wrong
1: or I had said Sunday, but I meant Saturday. Okay. OK, I don't know if I corrected it when I talked to you. OK, um, yeah, so I, I,
0: I had to, I just kind of looked it up by chance. I was like, oh, Saturday is National Cinema Day. Um, So I ended up seeing three movies in theaters because movies were three dollars yesterday. So I was like, oh, perfect opportunity to spend money on movies that I wasn't exactly sure I would see. Um, The first one I saw was 3000 Years of Longing, the new George Miller movie, um, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, pretty entertaining. I liked it. I was I had heard it was like boring, but I did not get that at all. I thought it flew by. I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, if you kind of go in knowing that it's mostly a genie telling stories to Tilda Swinton for like the majority of the movie, telling like cautionary tales of wishes and stuff. I think it's a lot better. Maybe if you went in thinking it was going to be this adventure kind of film with a genie and stuff, you might be disappointed. But I thought the score especially was really good. That stood out to me, and I when immediately looked it up on Spotify, especially the kind of end theme. I thought was really good. But I'd recommend it. A lot of fun. Nice. Uh, The uh, second movie I saw yesterday was Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Uh, which was very funny. <laughs> it was a, it's a religious satire uh, film that came out. It was premiered at Sundance, uh, but came out this last weekend. And before the movie, I was talking with someone I went and saw the movies with, and I was like, "All right, I wonder how many people are gone into this movie like thinking it's a hardcore religious movie, and then just get like like walk out, yeah, or walk whatever. out, yeah." And we had that happen. In our theater, while I was there. <laughs> At least that's what we think happened. I guess we can't 100% confirm that, but it was after a scene where the two lead, the pastor and his wife, are like, are rapping in a car and they're, they are, uh, saying some very unsavory language in the song. Uh, they immediately got up and left and did not come back. <laughs> this was probably like 40 minutes into the movie and we, like, uh, uh we, us, at, in addition to like the other people in the theater, just lost our crap at that. We were laughing so hard after they had left.
1: Well, at least they only lost three dollars. Yeah,
0: it. that's true. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a very great religious satire. The two performances are fantastic. Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown, fantastic job. Um, yeah, solid movie. I liked it. And uh, last movie I saw yesterday was I re- I rewatched Nope how was that the second um, it was, time it was very good i liked it probably about the same as the first time nice um but yeah and then also this weekend i have watched all three uh of the disney channel original film uh zombies zombies i don't zombies.
1: think i'm familiar with
0: these they're like recent fairly recent okay yeah um, i missed it then OK, they're newer musicals on Disney Channel. And I initially the first one I just kind of watched because my roommate had some friends over and they wanted to watch it. And I was like, I was just in the room. I was like, OK, I'll watch it. And it is it's not very good, but the dancing and like music is actually very good. <laughs> I was I was surprised like the choreography in these movies is impressive. And I hmm. that's that's essentially what kept me coming back because then we ended up binging two and three as well. Three, I think, just came out this year. Um, I was like, D- this like their dancing is very impressive. I was just kind of mesmerized by that. But aside from that, it's, it, they're pretty stupid. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. It probably doesn't fit our audience very well. I'm not sure I'd recommend it to anyone out there listening. Um, and then, oh, Jesus Christ, I did watch several movies. I'll I'll skip over a couple that were kind of more... Uh, whatever, but the other big one I wanted to mention I watched was A Simple Plan, uh, which okay. is a Sam, a Sam Raimi movie. Are you familiar with it?
1: I am not familiar.
0: Okay, end of the uh, end of the nineties. It might have been the movie he made before Spider Man, um, but it saw stars Billy Bob Thornton and Bill Paxton. And it, I think the best way to describe it is like it's a it's like if Fargo was not funny kind of it it has a similar vibe where it's like these people that get in way and way over their heads and things keep escalating and there are humorous moments but it's mostly played as a as a thriller and I thought it was incredible like really good I had heard good things that Sam Raimi obviously it didn't really have his trademark humor he likes to infuse but I thought this was it was a very interesting movie and I did not know exactly where it was going. Um, so I would, yeah, recommend that movie. It's on HBO Max. Um, nice. But in terms of TV, I did finish Last Man on Earth. Got to the point where they canceled it after a cliffhanger, so that was sad, but <laughs> a good show. Um, and I've been keeping up with the other shows oh I did finish Westworld um season four and I'm not sure it fully stuck the landing I'm not even entirely sure what happened in the finale if I'm gonna be (laughs) honest I think I need to like watch a YouTube video on it because it's it seems like there's a lot of symbolic things that happen also it just felt like a ton of like major characters died. So I'm like, I don't know where the show's going from here. We'll see. Interesting. Um, but yeah. Um, and then video games. I have been replaying God of War. And yeah, that's been, it's been going well. That's about all I got, I think.
1: Very nice. That's, that's all aging. you have, huh? Yeah. That's all you have. Uh, boy, I don't think I've watched any movies other than what we've watched this week. So, just TV for me. Uh, I haven't played any games either. So TV-wise, just watching more Nathan for you. Very nice. entertaining <laughs> on HBO Max. I highly recommend it. It is quite something to watch, I would say.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's that's all I got, Holden. Plan for next week. What
0: is it? All right. So next week, I believe it's Pinocchio, the Disney movie. So... I'll uh, we'll probably watch that in addition to some hot D. Yeah, some hot D and uh, Lord of the Rings. Um So that
1: is plenty to do go for us next week, huh? Y- yeah, I think so. All right, sounds um, good.
0: But yeah, uh if you want to leave us a request you can do so by leaving us a five star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tauntpodcast at gmail or by donating to our Patreon. Um you want to i i haven't plugged this in a while but if you want to follow me on letterboxd you can oh geez <laughs> my name is just just look up uh holden sutter i believe that's just my my username
1: just look it's, up poopy anus
0: yeah <laughs> look up holden sutter and you'll find the one that has recently watched zombies one through three uh, and you'll know that's the right one and so.
1: letterboxd them
0: yeah and letterboxd them oh geez um i gotta i want to log every movie i've ever seen so i can just be see how much of my life i've wasted <laughs> yeah you watch a lot of in- movies
1: i would never watch
0: i think it's really fun to watch bad movies but anyway
1: yeah um, all right yeah uh, i think that's it that's it all right adios pantalones love you that one movie podcast Dump